episode 49. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. Today we're going to go to Philadelphia and visit with Jordan White. Jordan White is a rockin' dude. He listened to a lot of great artists of the 70s, and that quality shows up in his own music today, taking the best approaches and synthesizing that into the purity of his own classic contemporary sound. So strap up your seatbelts, and let's go for a ride. So with me today from the brotherly love city, Philadelphia, I have uh, Jordan White. And uh, Jordan, hey, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution, my brother. Oh, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, so so um, I came across your work, I believe, on Reverb Nation, and I really, really like your sound and what you're doing. And uh, it seems like you've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I mean, if you consider when I started playing music, it was probably when I was like six, but I mean, if you talk about playing professionally, probably about uh, seven or eight years, I would say something e- like that. Excellent. Uh, you know, you've got some really great tracks up and, um, you know, give me some of your influences, man, as you were growing up, like who did you listen to that, uh, that kind of carved out your sound? Cause you've got a pretty interesting sound here. Very original. Um, a lot of it's a lot of the, uh, 70s singer songwriters really did it for me. Um, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where it started because you know I had, I had a father who was really into music, um, especially that that era like you know Jackson Brown, Van Morrison and stuff like that, and and I kind of had that kind of thing going on at home, and then of course you know being in eighth grade, you know you kind of get exposed to the things that are out popular at the time, so it kind of came together. You know I was in eighth grade like in the you know the late uh, mid late nineties, so right. Um, that kind of that kind of alternative kind of grunge thing was happening at the time so that's kind of what uh kind of like i kind of fused those two things sort of i guess <laughs> awesome so um hey let's just let's just give everybody a little taste um of what your music is all about so this is maybe amy here it is jordan white No one pays no mind 
the river you come from where there's water around and you could meet me in some bar when nobody goes oh amy i don't really know i just don't know so maybe amy you could pull me over hey man that is a pretty badass song excellent oh, excellent Thanks, Hey, uh, tell me about your production, Jordan. Like, what's going on there? Like, who does who's producing? Um, well, we had uh, recently that one. That song was produced by Scott Tice. That was out of um, Nazareth, PA. Um, but this this la- latest track, um, excuse me, Crazy Girl, that was produced by David Ivory. Now he um, he's Grammy nominated, and he uh, kind of works with The Roots and Hailstorm and um, Patti LaBelle, Alicia Keys, all, all kinds of you know top top uh names uh so out of philadelphia we did the the latest uh single that came out um with him uh and just have a lot of really talented people working especially like these uh session musicians like the guy that went on tour with alicia keys and he came out uh and did percussion on on crazy girl which is the latest single uh and stuff like that and tom coin mastered that song tom coin is out of uh new york city from sterling sound and um He's done. He's done pretty much every most songs you hear on the radio. A lot of them are mastered by him, so it's a good good thing to have. Yeah, it's a great place, uh, Sterling Sound. I I'm actually a customer years ago for, of them. Um, oh. Hey, uh, so I don't see uh, Crazy Girl on. You know, I don't see it on SoundCloud or or Reverb Nation. It just didn't get posted yet, or yeah, pretty. It's on iTunes and um, CD Baby and all that stuff. It just probably didn't get i didn't get around to uh, uploading it yet okay uh, okay came out like like 10 12 I mean, like two weeks ago at most i think oh congratulations on that man oh thanks so hey tell me about what's going on with you as far as performances touring do you have any of that going on right now yeah um a lot of um shows kind of up and down this area you know eastern pennsylvania new jersey and so forth um from now until you know this the, the late fall and then hopefully we're going to try to get some of the other guys on the on the flexton label uh to get together and kind of have some you know uh showcases and so forth like that where we're all together so are you do you play out predominantly with a band solo do you mix it up and do both or what's your what's your favorite thing uh lately it's been mostly solo i i do occasionally play with a band or as a duo with another guitar player a friend of mine um lately yeah it's been mostly solo and it's it it comes and goes you know we'll get the old band was the band's name was kinetic blue and occasionally we'll get together and do some stuff but um a lot of us do our own things then we come back together as a band and do that thing too right kind of like kind of like genesis what they did they kind of do their own things and they come back together here and there. there there's probably a lot of value in that right you're always getting a different slice of something new coming in right yeah you get um exactly people you can bring in new material that you worked on yourself and it doesn't have to necessarily be for yourself that's the good thing you know you can write this and say well this song might really sound good as a full band kinetic blue song or this might sound or maybe i should keep this one for myself you know so it's good it gives you the freedom to choose yeah do you do a lot of co-writing or what's your favorite thing do you like to write write on your own or what what what's Um, your most of the time it's it's pretty much a complete disaster because i can't figure out which way I should go about it because sometimes I'll write 
lyrics and that's it and never touch them again. Sometimes I'll have a melody and just kind of apply lyrics I had. And, and But most of the time it is it is usually on my own, uh, most of the time. But sometimes um, um, someone else with some melodies will come up and uh, I'll try to say, well, this piece of lyrics I have here might work with that. And, you know, might, we might kind of co- you know, mix it all together. But most of the time, it's mostly on my own, I think. So isn't it really cool that songwriting is such an Rubik's Cube? It's, there's yeah. like, there's no real way to do this. Like, you know, I mean, everybody has their own, you know, system. And sometimes it's no system at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot of times someone says, what's your writing process? And I say, I don't even know. Yeah, but sometimes that's really the best thing in the world because, um, you know, having no rules is like, it's one of the most free freeing things you can do as a writer is just say, I don't really know. I'm just, you know, I just happened to walk by the acoustic guitar and pick it up or I just happened to stroll by a piano or uh, I was in the car and I just got this cool melody that I, I whistled into my iPhone recorder. <laughs> right. I have a lot of that. In fact... Um, a song I just I, – I didn't have a smartphone until, you know, like Christmas of last year, believe it or not. I had a, a little um, – that's why the Skype thing is really new to me. I had a, 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 you know, a little flip phone. So now I'm learning that you can, you know, record little bits and pieces of songs on that phone and play it later, which is awesome because before I had to go and find a little tape recorder or a digital, you know, mini stick or whatever and uh, record into that. Now it's just in my pocket anyway, so it's great. Isn't that awesome, that little microphone? I love that thing. Yeah, the, on the, the iPhone. Yep, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I, it's, I never, I didn't know this stuff existed until recently. <laughs> well, hey, listen, man, it's sometimes you know you get a little slow on some things, but you're probably quick on the draw on other things. You know, you're mm -hmm. busy writing and performing. You know. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty. I was holding out as long as I could not to get a smartphone. Yeah, and everyone was like, "You got to get a smartphone." There, I answer the phone in public. Be like, "Yo, look at that kid's phone." They would say. <laughs> <laughs> so you were waiting for the next generation right which kept yeah, happening i don't know what yeah. i was waiting for I, I guess i was kind of i i was afraid because what's happened with the internet a, a guy like me who grew up kind of with the internet and without it earlier right you know, because i was like 16 in like 1997 so there was a lot of you know i kind of had, grew up without it and with it so it was kind of like resisting i guess and and a lot of these younger these kids who were born in like 1999 or whatever they don't really know a life without it which is kind of crazy to me yeah yeah it's really it is really wild i mean uh just the technology being born with it it's it's such a natural thing for the younger generations hey um let's do another track here i want to play this song called no promises awesome. and yeah this is another one by jordan white no promises Philadelphia 
2003 All you need was oxygen and a little bit of me Flashback Jersey Shore in 2008 I'm running in the sand but you're running kinda late No promises, yeah, no promises at all Just remembered one The day you said you fell with me The day without the sun I'd keep this feeling checked If I just knew what you'd say To keep you moving on To keep you on your way With no promises And no promises at all I'm waiting for you Another great track, my friend. Hey, can you uh, give us the backstory on that song? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, it's a very, in terms of that EP that those two songs are from, uh, the four songs, it's a very bitter song for me, um, as you might be able to tell by the, the tone. Right. Um, it's, it's really just, man, it's, it's kind of one of those nights where you just want to throw it all away. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you have these these situations whether it's relationship with uh, you know a girl or you know if you're a girl a guy or you know whatever um that they get to this point where they this breaking point where it's either going to become everything or become nothing right and i think the guy in that song i think he's at the point where he's realizing that it's becoming nothing and it's at that point whether of no return so you know he says you know you gave me no promises and you kept them all which is a really good i think at least in my opinion, way of saying, you know, I thought you could be my everything and you turns out you it's nothing. And and that's so hard because it's such a fine line sometimes between having it all and having none of it. And um, that's kind of what I wrote about. And I also, it mentions Philadelphia in there because when I wrote the song, I was kind of driving back from a place where it didn't work with the girl I tried to reconcile with. And I was driving home and a big thunderstorm came through and I kind of just wrote the song that night right hey uh while we're talking about that tell me uh tell me about the city of brotherly love my friend what's happening down there like i mean it's uh it's good i mean there's a really pretty good music scene going on especially down on you know the south street area i'm not sure how familiar you are or your listeners are are with uh, philadelphia but it's got a pretty good music scene and it's um it spreads all around and there's lots of good uh, talented people in the area so, so are you able to do like lots of clubs, bars, things like that? I mean, is it is it really you know that kind of? Are they open to uh, original artists such as oh, yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, sure. It's it's um. There's a lot of them are, and a lot of them, of course, are traditional work. They want you to do the cover songs that um, people know. Of right. So, um, there's a good mix of it. I mean, there are all original, a lot of all original clubs and bars, especially just north of the city, like in the the greater Delaware Valley, such as uh, Doylestown and stuff like that. But there are, um, of course, the traditional, you know, nightclubs where they want the, you know, you're playing the Guns N' Roses song from 1989 or something. Right. Because the, the girls buy more drinks and everything. So. Well, you got to do what you got to do, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, do you get over to uh, to Jersey to play often? Mm-hmm. Or? Well, I actually am um, 
I'm from Jersey, actually, uh, up in Cranford. I, I think you're from Jersey, too. Yeah, yeah. Morris cool. County, actually. Oh, awesome. Okay, yeah. so I'm up in – I was from Union County, and um, – Yeah, I so can, we're blood brothers. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. There you go. <laughs> we didn't know it till now. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so I have lots of family up there in, in the southern part, like around Bradley Beach and uh, Wildwood and stuff. So, yeah, I do play out there often. Uh, you know, not as often as Pennsylvania or, like, Maryland, per se, but here and there. Right. So when you um, do you get to the like the Jersey Shore scene, is is that a uh, venue that kind of uh, would embrace music that you're doing? Um, They have. um, I don't know if I would say it's an active embrace, because, as you know, like with the tourism and stuff, especially in the summer, they do want the, you know, the club bands that play all the hits. But there are occasions where I have I have played in there. I mean, I've been in some pretty popular cover bands in the area, and you know, we made a fortune at the Jersey Shore. However, it was all cover songs. Right. But I have but I have played originals down there here and there. That's it's, the it's really, yeah. That's the tough part of, of Jersey is um, you know it's there's not a whole lot of places that uh, embrace the original music. It, it seems like, um, like you said, it's like if you can develop a really great cover band and make some good money, especially in the summer season down the shore. But, um, you know, it's more like upstate New York and the city. you got to find places, and probably in your neck of the woods, Philadelphia, uh, that really embrace the original artist. Oh yeah, they're Which around. Is, you just you got to just do your homework to find them and right, see them. right, yep. yeah. How about um, you ever get out of uh, out of this area to take your music uh, elsewhere? Have you gone like south? Have you gone to Austin or Nashville or any places like that? I did play once in Nashville, and I played a few times um, over the last couple of years in South Carolina. Now the reason being is my mother has a, has a summer house down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, so I'm down there here and there. I played out as about as far west as like Chicago, and as far south as Miami. So, but not, but not on a consistent basis, you know, here and there. Right, like, where you can uh, get them, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And and you also probably uh, doing the gigs that really suit you and propel you along the path. There are probably things you have to pay attention to because you don't want to just do a gig for the sake of doing a gig because time is so precious, right? Right, yeah, and that's a good point because that's how I, a lot of uh, guys who are just starting out kind of uh, think that way, and, and you're right, you need to really kind of prioritize what you're doing to make sure you're not you know, driving six hours to play for six people. Yeah, you know? some, yeah, sometimes you do that and you say, well, you know, I just gave up like really almost 24 hours right. and uh, yeah. I could have exactly. been writing, I could have been doing this, I could have been doing that, you know, so uh, it is a tough balancing act. So, um, hey, tell me about, um, like, your roots growing up. You said you you obviously gravitated towards a singer-songwriter. Um, your family, musical, like you had a lot of influence at home on your, um, on your work? Yeah, kind of. I mean, my dad was, as I mentioned, he was really into, in, into really good music. Right. And, did he play at all? He did sing um, in a doo-wop band. Now, he was from Bayonne, New Jersey. Oh, cool. They, he was the only uh, white guy in the band, and they were in a doo-wop band, you know, just uh, no instruments, just harmonies. Yeah, awesome. When a, yeah, when he was a teenager. And my, and on the other hand, my mother uh, wrote, like, short children's stories when she was much younger, like, before she was even pregnant with me. Oh, so you so, were surrounded by the creative uh, environment. Right. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I definitely think that was a big part of it because 
it's almost like I kind of got the writing thing from her and like the singing or the, the musical thing from him, you know, I right. kind of combine them. And I, I do have two brothers and one sister and one sister, my sister um, is a really good uh, visual artist, which I am terrible at. I can't, I'm, I'm half colorblind, believe be to, honestly, so I can't really see a lot of the colors. Um, and then my other two brothers have a pretty good uh, singing voices. So, so, yeah. so everybody had some kind of creative gene going on. Hey, tell me about being colorblind. I mean, do you do you realize it's any kind of? And I don't even want to say handicap because I don't understand it. But are there ever times when you feel like you're missing something? Um, here, the best way I, I've put it is if. If I took, took out a book or something and showed you a book in Russian, right. you can see that there are letters, but you don't know what they mean. Right. Like you can see the letters, like because you know Russian is very, very kind of a difficult language. So the bit that's the best way I can put it is where you can see it, but it, you don't understand it. So um, I don't know what I'm missing since I was born that way. However, right. I do feel like I'm left out sometimes when people are admiring some kind of you know painting in a museum and I can't see what they see. Right. Um, but but since since I was always this way, it's it's hard to say if I think I'm missing out, but it feels like I'm left out sometimes, if that makes sense. Right. So you're probably compensating in other areas. Um, but do you know what those are? I mean, is there is there anything you probably do that is like you're you're making up for that in some way? Um, yeah, I, I think. Well, you know how how typically when someone has a one of their five senses is poor often what the other four kind of compensate right so possibly maybe that's where the musical thing maybe a little part of it because you know i can i have good vision you know overall just not with colors so maybe perhaps it kind of you know pushed its way into the uh the auditory perception possibly yeah that's but, but you have it you have it in your vocals and your lyrics i could tell you that much just, oh, by, thanks, just by listening to you. I mean, it's really <laughs> cool. Hey, cool. Uh, before I go out, let's talk about that one and then let's play it. So um, what's that track about? Um, that's about kind of, it's kind of about how I felt. And I think a lot of people have felt this way, but not everyone will cop to it. And it's kind of about not fitting in and kind of feeling like wherever you've been, you've kind of been the, the misfit or the, uh, the exile and that kind of thing. You know, I didn't, High school, you know, I had my friends, but I wasn't real popular. You know, I didn't wasn't great at sports. You know, I really kind of didn't. You know, I always felt like an outsider wherever I was, and you know, that that included you know being around family too sometimes. You know, so before I go out is kind of a track about kind of embracing that feeling because I think uh, if you deny it, it's going to hurt you, but if you accept it, it's going to help you. I think because the, the guy says in the song, you know. If the sun, it doesn't need me, and the shadows don't please me, would you let me come over again? Is the is the chorus, and he's kind of saying, you know, I don't fit in here, I don't fit in there, but maybe you and I can not fit in together. You know. What okay, I mean? let's play a little bit of "Before I Go Out." Jordan White. Trump, 
things we need When all the rainy days In the shadow bleed With no separate peace The branches hang too low There's somebody caught In the catch you left below But it's the sun it don't need me And the shadows just don't please me Would you let me I gotta, I gotta take my hat off to your bravery, my friend. That's a brave song. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's really great. So if you keep my secret, I'll keep your lies. Right. So, yeah, so yeah, this is a, this is a deep subject, man. Give me some more about this. Um. Well, especially specifically with that line. That line is kind of, kind of saying like we all have this past, you know, and um, we all. At times, you know, when you're not, when you feel like you don't fit in, you pretend you do sometimes, you know, or you try to. So that's what he's kind of saying, you know, if you keep my secret that I wish I did, you know, you, I'll keep your attempt at doing so in terms of, you know, kind of gelling with the rest of the population. Now, that's not to say that a lot of, I think a lot of people do feel that way at times, but a lot of people don't admit it, I think. Yes, um, you're absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, you are lucky enough to do is you're able to channel this um, this feeling of discomfort into your music and and deal with it in that way. So I think it's very cathartic and very therapeutic. No? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I still listen to some of these songs and I and I still remember even when I play them live, I remember what it was like to write it and why I wrote it and what uh, inspired it. And yeah, it does uh, it does come kind of full circle and kind of makes you feel a little bit more uh, together. I guess you. Could. Yeah, so you connect with that feeling that originally, you know, that was the spark, the genesis of the reason you wrote it. And, um, you know, it's just, there's many, many people, I think, out there that feel that way. I mean, you hear about that all the time, like somebody is in a huge crowd of people. Why do I feel so alone? And I've experienced exactly. that myself, you know, like I'm, I'm in a sea of a thousand people, 10,000 people, and I, I feel completely alone. So I think many of us feel that way. So I think um, having a song like this, uh, it, it lends some, some uh, hope and uh, some inspiration to people to say, well, many of us feel this way. All right, what can we do about it? Well, for one thing, we can listen to Jordan White. <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, a lot yeah you're right um i think more people feel this that way and you're right you could be in a sea of people and still feel like you can't connect with any of them you know and it feels no different than if you're in your bedroom alone at two in the morning on a wednesday or something 
Yeah, and also family. Like you said, you know, uh, a lot of us, you know, we have close-knit, what we think are close-knit families, and it's like, hey, man, nobody really gets me, you yeah, know? And right. I think that takes time, and it takes uh, tenacity to work on that. I think it's incumbent upon ourselves to try to, um, you know, maybe we have to do it little by little to allow people into our space and let them get to know uh, who we really are as artists, whether it be songwriters, singers, dancers, whatever it is in the arts. I think the arts are very, um, they're very confusing. Uh, it's a very confusing trade, if you will. Mm -hmm. For a, a lot of people look at this and say, I don't get it. Like, you know, I've been out on dates with women who are just like, well, what's all this music stuff? I don't, I don't understand what you do. <laughs> and they don't really understand the artistry and the commitment, you know, the deep commitment that you have. Right. And obviously, brother, you have it. Oh, thanks, man. You're right. Yeah. Some For some people, music is just background. And for some people, it is the ground. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's everything. And so. I think you have to also um, realize that, and this took me a long, long time, is uh, that when you walk into a room, only maybe 30% of the people are going to get you, understand you, like what you do, but you can't take that and internalize that as, oh man, like I'm a, I'm a complete failure. That's just statistics. And, you know, once I understood that, I felt like it was such a relief because it was like, it has nothing to do with me personally. It's just, that's the way it is. That's the numbers, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I, I, absolutely. And that's, that's kind of, that's a cool point because that's almost kind of what the, the song is, that song is kind of getting at is that, you know, there are people out there who probably do feel the way you felt. Um, and you kind of come together and realize that you both feel the same way, I guess. Yeah. Hey, um, with your writing, Jordan, tell me about like, do you have a disciplined schedule? I know you, you don't have rules about the way you write. Um, but do you give yourself like, um, do you give yourself like a, a schedule and say, I got to have X amount of done by this. I got to have so many songs written, a project. Do you work on a project by project? Or how do you approach basically your career looking forward? Um, that's a good question. Um, it's, it's, very, it's very variable, I would say, because, you know, when I was recording the, uh, the latest single, um, the producer said to me, why don't you try to write a pop song by next week? So yeah, there. Therefore, I would I, I kind of set it you know every day for a few hours when I, after I get up, I you know play on the piano. So or who was the producer that said that? Oh, that was uh, David Ivory who did uh, uh, he's the president of Flexitone Records with the latest. Uh, so he th he threw down the the challenge. He drew the line in the sand. And do you like that when you're challenged like that? Um, I do. I think. Yeah, um, it that's does, great. It, it gets me. Because you know how they say you're the only one who can stop you is yourself sometimes. And it really is when you have a, an external force, such as another person kind of waiting or relying on you, you don't want to let them down and you want to kind of at least give it a shot or do your best. And therefore you kind of have something to strive for. And, you know, when you have a specific date, like, you know, a week from today that you, that you need to have this kind of good song taken, put together, it definitely kind of kicks you in the, you know, what, and, uh, gets you going. Yeah, I think that's really healthy. I mean, that was very, very uh, wise of him to do that because uh, back in the old days, I knew some bands who were assigned to labels and they had big budgets. And it was like, all right, well, we're allocating $200,000 for this album, which, you know, doesn't happen in these right. days anymore yeah. unless you're, you know, Brad Paisley or somebody. But, yeah. but the thinking back then was, well, we have 200000 so we'll just take 
<laughs> all the way up to 199 and you know change to do oh, the yeah. album when you could really like uh what was it um i think black sabbath's first album they walked in and they did it on an afternoon that was it it was one day wow. and it was a, it's still a classic to this day so i think it has a lot to do with um the mindset and knowing that you can do much more than you think you can do right yeah that that's a good point too because especially with the 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 financial aspect of it because nowadays um you kind of have to kind of do it on your own a little more you know i mean i do i am signed with fluxitone so it helps a little bit but oh the, that's great i didn't know that congratulations man oh thanks that's man. awesome that's cool um and uh the the first the first album the four songs that you've been playing that was pretty much self uh reliant and self you know finance and so forth so yeah it does um and yeah, then it, and you work. You worked. You probably did a lot of pre-production work to prepare for this, right? And mixing and everything afterwards. Yeah, there was a lot of you know. There was we spent a lot of nights in the studios till you know one in the morning, and you know somebody's like, "Hey, I have a good idea. Let's light another candle and sing another song." Yeah, <laughs> you go. All right, man. Keep the party going. Hey, let's play another track here. This is uh, called uh, Bloodshot. Okay, Jordan White. did like the 70s huh yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you got the wah pedal in there man that's a, that's a great track um really uh, i gotta tell you your um your approach your vocals are so clean and and crisp you got such an edge to your voice which i really really like man i'm a i'm definitely Thanks. a rocker at heart and um and i just you know tell me about that song so give us the story on bloodshot what's that about um, Bloodshot is really about it's kind of about debauchery and like bad behavior 
I would guess I would that, that's the way I would sum it up but right um, it's kind of about it's kind of has the same kind of theme as before I go out but it's more about a guy who's kind of in denial of that and it's kind of you know there's if you go to any given bar like your local bar on a Friday or whatever there's people that are there to meet people and there are people there to avoid others so you know you kind of see you can tell when the guy at the bar by himself doesn't want to be bothered and I think that's kind of what this song is about is about that kind of guy that that kind of mentality i should say right so why but, does he you know this is just an interesting question and, and forgive my little quick interruption but sure. oh, why okay. does somebody go in and i'm just saying this just rhetorically and they they don't want to be alone that's the vibe or they don't want to be bothered that's the vibe they're giving off but they also don't want to be alone so they right. surround themselves you know in a place where there's going to be a lot of people Exactly. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of the que- the question. This song is kind of, you know, dancing around. I, I don't know what that is either because yeah. I know for myself, I've been both those guys. I've been the guy that, you know, goes to wherever to avoid someone at home, or you know, maybe goes there to find someone to bring home. But you know, I think I, we we all do that, and he, and especially the ladies, right? It's like, oh, oh my yeah. God, what was he doing? He was hitting on me. But that's why you're dressed the way you are, <laughs> and that's why you're here with your girlfriends, yeah. to see, yeah. you know, who can get more. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I know exactly. So yeah. we're all confused as human beings, so you, hopefully you're going to straighten us out with your music. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Great track, man. I I really like the vibe. I love the guitars. Man, good approach. Hey, listen, as we're winding down here, are there any special um, uh, places that are favorites uh, for people to look for you to play? Because this uh, this episode might not be out for a while. But um, any favorite haunts that we can find Jordan White playing at in Philly? Yeah, um, well, a little north of Philly in uh, Wyoming. It's about a half an hour north. Um, Viva Bistro. I'm there... Uh, it's it's a really nice um, clubbish bar type place. I'm there at least one or two times a month. Okay, did you um, say Viva? Yes, V I V A. Then Bistro, B I S T R O. Got it's it. It's in Wyoming, PA. It's it's like one county northwest of the city, I believe. Of I'm Philadelphia. There, yep, I'm okay. there pretty often, and a lot of places up in up towards the Lehigh Valley, um, such as like the Second Street Tavern. Uh, that's kind of by Allentown, if you know. If, I'm oh sure. yeah. Yep. A lot, of, a lot around there, too, as well. I know it. My friends in London probably don't know it, but... <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, awesome. This is great. So, And, and also, your music, you're out on iTunes. Um, give us your website, please, so people can find out all about Jordan White. Sure, it's, it's jordanwhitemusic.com, and of course, I spell my name J-O-R-D-A-N. A lot of people put O-N, but it's D-A-N. Um, oh. And then, of course, the others, you know, Facebook.com slash Jordan White Music and stuff. Right. So you're all over the socials. You can find you. I found you on Reverb Nation. Great. You're on iTunes. You're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, right. Twitter. Twitter, I'm assuming also. Yep. Jordan F. White uh, for Twitter. Somebody had Jordan White Music already. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Listen, uh, hey, it was a pleasure to hang out with you today, Jordan. Thanks so much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution. I want to wish you all the success and magnificence in your career, man. I think you're really on to something great. And uh, you've got a a brand new fan here with James Kevin O'Connor. So thank you, brother. Man, thank you so much. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. Jordan White, what did you think? I think his music kicks ass. I really enjoyed his uh, his visit. 
I liked his music a lot. Um, check out Jordan in the show notes. All the links, the opportunities to get to know him are there for you. You just need to click. All the links are included. Also, swing over to dharmicevolution.com for all the content with bios, photos, links, images, and videos. It's all there for the taking. Have a party. And don't forget, the download is free, but the content, it's priceless. Coming up this Sunday, the 3rd, we launch into a brand new year, and it's time to travel back across the pond to visit with my British friends. And who better to start off the year than with Sophia May from the UK for some excellent music and conversations. Please put that on your calendar. And uh, listen, thanks for joining me today on the Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. Until we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. <laughs>